So I don't know where where you where you start something like this, right? It's um, so we're doing a couple podcasts, and it's 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 really exciting. And uh, you know, three sixteen Creative Works is a it's a production company that I, I felt like needed to be started because. I saw a lot of companies, a lot of entertainment production companies trying to to move together for one thing. And that they were trying to to tell the stories of God, but they were seemed like they were going about it in different directions. They were they were all moving in the same same place but from from different areas. I, I wanted to start a production company that that independently partnered with artists, businesses and churches to try and like a shoelace, kind of pull us all together so that we all can move forward uh, from from the same place in the same direction. And so um, Faith Theater Company started 10 years ago, and uh, I, think they, I think they've done a lot of great work in a live, larger space. Um, 316 Creative Works started uh, a little bit uh, smaller, a little bit more independent. So our, our first production uh, that we wrote and that we started was was a one man performance um, called uh, "The Gospel According to Joe." Now, now this was was me, uh, writer and performer, um, produced by Esther, um, kind of envisioned by Frank Pullen, a, a, a good buddy of mine from uh, director from college, and and then staged. Directed by by Kelly, um, <clears throat> that you know that thing went went really well for a number of years, and then uh, different life things happened, which we'll talk about later. But but today, um, because of COVID, uh, you you can't get more than like five people in in a in a small room. So I wanted to see how how could we keep doing what we do just on a smaller level. And maybe it'll actually impact a larger audience. So we started thinking, well, <clears throat> maybe maybe you could do um, like uh, st- you know stories or or live readings or, or voiceover work. And, you know, trying to get into voiceover work again, or or hey, let's let's do some podcasts. So so three sixteen Creative Works uh, has decided that we're going to do some podcasting and and see what that's like because nobody's ever done a podcast before. It's really kind of ridiculous that to get into podcasting right now, but but um, here we are. We're we're doing it. We put some money into it. We put some thinking into it, and we've we've done some some things. So we've got a couple um, podcasts in mind, and and one that's that's really exciting is a, is a podcast called. Um, True life crimes of the Bible, huh? How cool is that? I love it. Like from from um, sex crimes, uh, like SVU, right? In the Bible. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some of that, and um, and there's murder, um, and there's lots of lying and, and greed and cheating. So so uh, me and a couple a couple people are going to sit around and we're going to kind of unpack one crime at a time. Uh, another podcast we're we're toying with doing is something called "At the End of the Day," so it's just talking about um, relevant topics that are the most important, right? At the end of the day, another one is uh, a called "A Seat at the Table," and that's where two or three people sit around and they talk uh, about a topic, and 
maybe how how the church views the topic from a biblical worldview. Right? We, we all deal with the same things, uh, COVID, political unrest, uh, racial unrest in America, um, <clears throat> health and sickness and and brokenness. We all we all deal we all live in the same world, deal with the same problems. So what's the difference? Why why do Christians uh, look at the same topic from a different angle, maybe? And so maybe it's a way that we can explain the biblical worldview on a thing. But one of the things that I'm I'm most excited about is a show uh, that we're starting called Talking With, and Talking With really is kind of like a, a Charlie Rose type of sit down at the oak table and just have a conversation with another person about their life and what and what they have done. And, and the, the concept really is simple, is that, that God has written a story. Um, it's called the Bible. It's the greatest story ever told, whether you believe it or not. If you've read the Bible, if you, if you even understand what the Bible is about, it is the greatest story ever told. And I don't think that God is still writing the Bible, but I do think that he is still writing God's stories in the lives of people. And a lot of those stories just aren't being told. So, so let's be honest. A, 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 lar- a large section of the world is biblically illiterate, right? I mean, there, there's a lot of people that just haven't read the Bible, aren't reading the Bible, uh, have never read the Bible, don't know much about the Bible. Um, there's even a large section of faith-based people who really don't know or understand the Bible. Um, and, and so to be able to look at somebody's life and say that that life was kind of biblical, right? There's a story of brokenness or redemption or sin, um, right? the, the, the rising phoenix, right? Or, or beauty for ashes, those types of things. There are people that, that have had a steadfast uh, life in, in their faith, um, people that have overcome um, huge challenges. Uh, those things are, are, are interesting to me. And I think that those are stories that need to be told. So, so I would encourage anybody, if you feel that you or somebody that you know, a family member, friend, somebody that you have a relationship with, uh, would be a good guest in talking with. If, they, if you feel that they had uh, a pretty incredible life story or a segment of their life needs to be told, I would ask you to reach out to us. 316 Creative Works or at uh, 316podcasts at gmail.com. So that's the number three, the word 16, the word podcasts at gmail.com. So let us know. You can always call me directly at my office. It's the only podcast that's going to give you my direct office number. That's 219-322-1245. 219-322-1245. Uh, I'm so excited to be starting this. Um, you know, you can't, you can't do these things without friends. And so just so that you and everybody knows that this is, uh, creatively produced with one of my, my dearest, best producers in the world. Her name is Esther. We also have another producer and a sound engineer. He's a a kid by the name of Justin who really knows how to, how to focus lights and turn things on and, and turn on the doohickeys and the whatnots and gets it all dialed in. Uh, we're managed by our house manager. Her name is Danielle. So it's a really, really great team. Look, so looking forward to getting some, some cool guests in here for that. I'll be quite honest with you. What I'm going to do is something that I never thought I would do. 
But I thought if I was going to start something, I would have to uh, not ask people to do something that I wouldn't do. So I decided that the first talking with would be talking with Clayton. Again, it's not something I want to do because when you're in the hot seat, you get kind of hot, right? And there, there's, boy, there's a lot to talk about and a lot, lot to unpack. And so I thought maybe, maybe I would start and um, maybe I would just talk with me for a while. And maybe it'll be a, a story worth telling. Maybe it won't. If it's not worth telling, we won't send it out. If it's worth telling, we'll send it out. So... I really don't know where to start. Uh, I'm not entirely sure where to end. I suppose we can we can begin at, at the end. Um, we can begin with today. Uh, so today, uh, the first month of the year 2021, I am happily married to uh, the, the wife of my youth. Uh, I have three great kids. Um, I do a couple things in um, ministry, creative arts. I am also still in a business sales position. So that's that's what fills up my day: uh, writing, producing, directing, selling, running a, a micro business, being a husband, being a father, hopefully being a good friend. So that's that's where I'm at today. I'm also physically in the recording studios of the farmhouse, uh, and that's that's an interesting story too. So the farmhouse is well, it's the house I grew up in. It's the house that my parents bought when I was four years old. Uh, we moved in on my father's birthday. It was the fourth of July, 1978. I was four years old, and my parents uh, moved across the border. We lived in a little town called Sauk Village, Illinois, and uh, we moved to Dyer. I don't know how old uh, my parents were. Uh, it wouldn't take me long to figure out, but uh, it must have been in their late late 20s or early 30s when they bought this house. So, so the house has a little bit of a, of a history. It's, the house was built in 1898. So it's uh, 120, 122, 23 years old. Uh, the incredible thing about it, it is originally the Frank Kyleman house. Uh, Frank Kyleman came from a farming family, one of the families that settled Dyer, Indiana. And so that house uh, sat in the Kyleman farm until 1960, uh, when the Dyer church bought the property and tore all the houses and the buildings down. In the early 60s, somebody wanted that house, so they picked it up and they drove it to where it sits now. A um, couple people lived in there between the guy who moved it and my parents, but it's a true story. In uh, 1978, I was four years old. My parents bought this, what is now 120-year-old house. So me and my two older sisters, two of the greatest ladies who's ever lived, uh, Kim and Lana, um, the three of us uh, grew up in this house. And we had, well, we had a childhood. Uh, at times, it was a pretty extraordinarily great childhood. But uh, we were also pretty highly dysfunctional, so kind of came from some broken people. Um, the greatest thing about these broken people, who was my parents, 
was that they also became Christians. So they were able to um, influence us, I suppose, with, um, with their Christian values. And uh, they were great Christian parents. Deeply flawed, woefully broken, but good Christian parents. And so uh, my mom is a little 12-year-old girl. Uh, she became a Christian, uh, going to a little Sunday school at Emanuel Christian Reformed Church. But um, she became a Christian about 12 years old. And through her, her mother became a Christian. Her boyfriend, who became uh, her husband, who was my father, became a Christian. Uh, they got to see all three of their kids become Christians and actively involved in their different churches. And their spouses were Christians. And now my parents have... Uh, 15 grandchildren who currently profess to be Christians. So uh, that little decision years ago um, hopefully has a ripple effect for generations. Um, I suppose what one of the things that 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 changed in me was at a at a very early age. Um, my mom kind of always said that she wanted me to be like a Joshua, right? So in the early 70s, I don't, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, she didn't see a lot of strong Christian male influences in her life. And so when I was born, she was uh, afraid for me. She was scared that I uh, wouldn't have any strong Christian male influences in my life. So she prayed over me. And she asked me to be like a Joshua. And so I always kind of identified with Joshua. For some reason, at six years old, I felt, um, I'm going to just call it what I felt it was. At six years old, I felt the call to be a preacher. Um, but I, I, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know what that life meant or what it looked like. So I, so I did my thing, and I became an actor. So at six years old, I wanted to be an actor. It's very strange um, feeling a deep spiritual call to do a spiritual thing, to, to kind of speak for God or to tell God's stories. Um, but I, I wanted to be an actor. And I, I, remember the first, I remember the first moment wanting to be an actor. Have I told you this story? So this, so this is great. So, so I'm six years old now. Now at six years old, your uh, your ears did not grow into your head yet, right? So, so you see that my my ears look normal now, right? But when I was six years old, I had what they call Denton ears. So I had really really big ears. And in first grade, I was six years old. Um, we were reading the story uh, Dumbo, and so I was called Dumbo. Mm -hmm. That was my nickname. I don't remember if that really hurt very much or not. It probably did. But then we started reading the, the story Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So then my nickname obviously went from being Dumbo to being Dopey. I remember that one hurting because as fun, I guess, as Dopey was, uh, he was Dopey. Right, I didn't want to be dopey. I don't know what of the seven dwarfs I would have rather have been 
Today, I'm more grumpy than anything. But I certainly, back then, didn't want to be dopey. But see, here's, here's the cool thing. The cool thing that happened was my, my mom was a school bus driver. And, uh, and uh, there was a local traveling theater group that was doing uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So, so we had a, a tour, um, a field trip, going to see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I remember this being a special event because my mom was one of the bus drivers. Right, so back, that's back then when you wanted to sit in the front of the bus and be with the bus driver, who was also your mom. How cool was that? So I got to actually see this show sitting with my mom, right? Now, of course, in high school, I would have been mortified. But in grade school, first grade, that was, that was pretty cool. So, so we're all, we all file in, and we're, we're just excited as can be, right? And um, we sit in these uh, crushed uh, velvet seats, you know, and the, and, the, and the big black curtain uh, on the stage, and, and the house lights were dazzling, and everybody was just... Mesmerized, but because I was sitting there with my mom, I had to sit in the in the back row. Now, no, uh, not in the back row, but behind all the kids, right? Because she was a she became a chaperone then, right? So we had two or three rows of kids, and then the row of chaperones with other kids. So I, I was sitting in the third row with my mom, and there was just this uh, sense of anticipation. And I'm sitting with my mom, so there's no fear, right? And the house lights go down. And the stage lights come up, and the curtain opens. And out comes the most beautiful Snow White I've ever seen in my life. And she just sings like a little canary, singing bird, singing thing. And it was just so great. And then comes six of the seven dwarfs. They just bound on stage with this little energy. And it was so cool and so funny. And then last but not least, Dopey takes the stage. He does a little fall and a roll. And I'm going to tell you, Dopey stole the show. He was the funniest thing that ever happened. There's justice. And so as soon as Dopey comes out, Dopey comes out and he rolls on the stage and every one of my classmates turns around and they point at me and they laugh and they say, there's you, Clayton. That's you. You're Dopey. And I said in that minute, I said, someday I'm going to do that. Someday I'm going to be on stage. Someday I'm going to make you all love me. Someday you're all going to laugh at me. And so out of that brokenness came my desire to be loved, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very strange what God planted in my heart called me to be a preacher. At the same time, felt a desire to, to be an actor. So I did what I wanted to do. God did what he had to do. And today, I'm now kind of a preacher in the skin of an actor. So I write and direct and produce and I act and I perform and I publicly speak um, all kind of through the lens of, of how a preacher would talk to an audience. And so I've done uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And I, I mean that literally. Uh, I, I did Eric Bogosian's play, Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll. But I did all those other plays, and um, I just don't know that, it, that I can do that anymore. I mean, we're, we're sitting in the shadow of the greatest theater city in America, and so if you want to go see a great show, 
Second City, Steppenwolf, uh, Goodman, any other of a, of a hundred storefront theaters in Chicago. Let's go. I'll buy. I'll drive. Let's go see a show. But if you want to see or hear something that creatively communicates the gospel of Christ, a new and a fresh and a fun and, a, and an edgy, sometimes funny way to tell God's stories, that's what I prefer to do more than anything in life right now. So that's kind of the trajectory I was on. So, um, man, right out of high school, I, you know, I, I went to college for a couple of years, but the, but then I decided, boy, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this acting thing, I'm gonna have to really I'm gonna have to really go for it. So uh, I transferred to Columbia College and I graduated from Columbia, and I actually had a, a pretty decent career early on. Uh, I, I got an exclusive contract with the talent agency pretty pretty quickly, and uh, uh, things were really were really going. Um, a lot of voiceover work, a lot of a lot of theater work, uh, some commercial film film radio work, but but I committed the unpardonable sin. See, I got married, and that saved my life because I was on a very dangerous uh, trajectory. So I was that kid who had just graduated from art school and was a professional actor and I was doing the late night shows and the late night bars. So I, I remember I remember being in a show and um, the director I was working with had, had said something about going to a, a Christian school. And I said, oh, hey, I didn't know you were I'm, I'm a Christian too. And she said, Clayton, I, I never would have guessed in a million years that you were a Christian. And I thought... I'm doing something wrong. This, this doesn't. This isn't right. So you know, I've been married for a year or two. My wife and I started going to this um, to this little church, and uh, I just felt madly in love with this church. It's kind of a, a just a new and a fresh way of doing church. Uh, so my wife and I got got pretty involved pretty quick, and um, pretty early on joined their their new uh, drama team. And uh, through the years, that drama team grew and turned into something really special, something that, that we were really proud of um, from some of the, the founding uh, members of that drama team to some of the last actors that we, we worked with. And as the church grew, we grew and um, became more um, kind of prominent in, um, in the worship stylings of, of the church. And so thing, things were really great. But some, something bizarre happened. Um, I remember this was uh, the 1st of October, uh, 2017. So I, I woke up with like a, like a calf muscle cramp, right? My, my, my left leg, just my calf was kind of cramped up. You know, you'll, you'll wake up sometimes with a, with a Charlie horse, right? Um, so you walk around, you drink some water, eat a banana, whatever you're supposed to do, and then you go back to bed. But but this Charlie horse was not going away. So um, so that was a Monday. I had to do a, a show or a performance at uh, at a local church, uh, my church, that Friday night. 
And so I was just walking around on this Charlie horse all week, and it was just so painful. Uh, but Friday, I felt like a uh, Friday afternoon. I felt like a like a sharp knife, like in my my shoulder blade back here. And uh, finally, after at the at the end of that performance, I wasn't feeling well. I could hardly breathe. It was just kind of a bad night. Um, my my wife and son came home from seeing a show in Chicago, and uh, they woke me up. I could I could hardly breathe, and and I finally decided about eleven thirty at night on October thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Let me say it again, it was Friday the thirteenth, eleven thirty p.m. October two thousand seventeen. I drove myself to the emergency room, and I I had Googled some things on the way over, and the emergency room doctor said. Oh, you Googled that, did you? And I said, yeah. I said, I don't know what it means, but I think I, I maybe have a DVT that's led to a PE. I said, well, let's take a couple tests, and we'll see what happens. Well, he came back about 3 in the morning, because uh, I got there about 12. And he said, um, I'm glad you came in when you did. Because if you hadn't come in when you did, we're not sure that you'd still be here. So that was really the first time in my life that it didn't work out for me. I was 44 years old, and up until that part, uh, point in my life, I lived a pretty charmed life. Great parents, great sisters, great education, great wife, great kids, great community, great career, um, great in sales, and, and great in theater. And then it all kind of came to a scratching halt. And life, as we all knew it, was over. And so that really is our first episode of Talking With 316 podcast for the production company 316 Creative Works. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, <clears throat> so you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.